The New Testament gives us a few brief snapshots of a displaced Jewish married couple who host Paul in Corinth. From what we can piece together from their mentions and acts in the letters of Paul, they first partner with the apostle in a common craft, tent making, and then in missions, and finally in looking after the newly planted churches as the gospel expands. Along the way, they instruct a fresh preacher, Apollos, and even risk their lives for Paul. In all the scenes we find them in, you won't locate any reference to just Priscilla. Aquila is never talked about alone. In fact, in the four books of the Bible we find their names, it's always Priscilla and Aquila. They are the peanut butter and jelly of the New Testament church. Their name, in a way, tells their story. Their story is the power of and. When we examine the lives of Priscilla and Aquila, the and between their names is not the only conjunction we find. Now let me pause. It's been a minute since some of us have taken high school English. What's a conjunction again? You've been waiting for conjunction, <laughs> junction. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. Conjunction, junction, how's that function? I got three favorite cards that get most of my job done. Conjunction, junction, what's their function? I got and, button, or, they'll get you pretty far. And, that's an additive, like this and that. But, that's sort of the opposite, not this, but that. And then there's or, O-R, when you have a choice like this or that. And, button, or, get you pretty far. Conjunction, junction, what's your I think I heard some of you singing along. The kids these days don't know what they're missing. A conjunction is a word that connects clauses. And, but, or, or are the big ones that we use. The particular conjunction, however, that we are concerned about today is and. What does the word and do? And continues. And connects. And the word and adds. Sometimes there's more to tell. So and continues the story. Sometimes two separate ideas, people or places need connected. And so and brings them together. And sometimes something is missing or lacking or in need. And so the word and adds. When we look at the character sketch of Priscilla and Aquila, we find a tandem that continues, connects, and adds. But first, an observation. Priscilla and Aquila are an echo of Jesus' pattern in the Gospels of sending out his disciples two by two. Jesus did not and does not send us out alone. 
Some of us think we can make the shift from me to we, from isolation to community, from one part to the whole on our own. That's just me to me. To make the shift from me to we, you're going to need a friend, a team, a small group. In short, the body of Christ. You need the power of and. And continues, connects, and adds. Let's take a closer look at how this works for Priscilla and Aquila. When we first hear about Priscilla and Aquila, they're caught up in a threatening religious political tension in Rome. More than once, a wave of Jews are expelled from the city as an enemy of the state under Emperor Claudius. Once, at least, for what one historian at the time described as indulging in constant riots, presumably referring to the trouble caused by those Jews who were following Jesus. There is much we can piece together about the history, but much we don't know about Priscilla and Aquila's involvement. But what we do know for sure is what happens next. A community of Jewish refugees end up in Corinth. Our duo among them, a Jewish people without a home again. This could have easily been the end of the story. But we know Priscilla and Aquila's names because of the power of and. They were refugees and they were missionaries. The and here means their story does not end but continues. The thing about disruption is that it causes movement. The emperor may have told them to leave, but the voice they were listening to was the spirits. Priscilla and Aquila in their displacement allowed God to place them and move them. They are flexible, formable, able to respond to the movement of God. Perhaps 2020 has been a disruption. It has uprooted you, frustrated you, but has it made you more sensitive to the Holy Spirit? I bet Priscilla and Aquila missed their home and life in Rome. Perhaps it was devastating, costly, heartbreaking. We don't know for sure, but we do know it wasn't the end. Priscilla and Aquila continued. Had they not landed in Corinth, they would not have forged the powerful partnership and friendship with Paul that sent seismic ripples through the global church. Had Priscilla and Aquila not left Rome and gone on mission with Paul, they may not have been left behind to care for the churches in Ephesus. And in turn, they may not have encountered Apollos, who needed a guide. We have talked a lot about what is no longer possible this year, but what is now possible? What new thing is God doing? The word and continues, but the word and also connects. Just in the few scenes that we find Priscilla and Aquila, what is striking is how deep the relationships are. Listen to Romans chapter 16, verses three and four. This is Paul's voice. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. And not only I, 
but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. You might think the danger of getting kicked out of Rome would cause Priscilla and Aquila to lay low in Corinth, to put their heads down and make a living through their tent-making trade and hope there would be no more trouble with this government. But the opposite happened. And the only explanation for this is Jesus. Jesus who said, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Paul tells us that Priscilla and Aquila modeled this kind of love and friendship, not just for him, but for the Gentile churches. In another mention, we see yet again the depth of Priscilla and Aquila's relationships. Listen once again to Acts chapter 18. Meanwhile, a certain Jew named Apollos arrived in Ephesus. He was a native of Alexandria and was well-educated and effective in his use of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and spoke as one stirred up by the Spirit. He taught accurately the things about Jesus, even though he was aware only of the baptism John proclaimed and practiced. He began speaking with confidence in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they received him into their circle of friends and explained to him God's way more accurately. When Priscilla and Aquila encounter a disagreement with Apollos, what does the story tell us they do next? Well, they disassociated themselves from Apollos and walked away. That's not it. They publicly denounced him on the spot. It's not it either. They went to their circle of friends and complained. It's not it either. They went to their circle of friends and they made more room. They got a chair for Apollos. They enlarged their circle. Why? Both Priscilla and Aquila and Apollos knew Jesus, loved Jesus, followed Jesus, belonged to Jesus, preached Jesus. Jesus was what they had in common. They were united in Christ in the same way our bodies are held together with joints and ligaments, to use the favorite metaphor of Paul. Jesus was central. The dispute based on something secondary would be worked out within the community, within friendship. Let's pause and summarize. Sometimes there's more to tell. So the word and continues the story. Priscilla and Aquila were refugees and they were missionaries. Sometimes two separate ideas, people and places need to come together. And so and connects. Priscilla and Aquila and Paul. Priscilla and Aquila and Apollos. Priscilla and Aquila and the churches in Ephesus. And sometimes something is missing or lacking or in need. And so the word and adds. Notice again that it was after bringing Apollos into their circle of friends that they explained to him God's way more accurately, expanding on his understanding of baptism. I imagine that conversation was at a table. Apollos was missing something. Priscilla and Aquila added it. 
Notice also that the kind of addition they offer the new leader is one that empowers him. Priscilla and Aquila don't get out in front and take over when Apollos has a need. They get behind and they invest. This likely wasn't the only time Priscilla and Aquila saw a need and added. We know from clues in Paul's letters and his, that his trade, a shared trade with Priscilla and Aquila, funded much of their missions and church planting efforts. Their business was leveraged for the kingdom. We also know from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians that Christians met in Priscilla and Aquila's home. This was often the case when Jewish followers of the way were pushed out of the synagogue or because of religious persecution, moved out of the public eye. Where will we meet was the question for the church in Ephesus. Our house offered Priscilla and Aquila. Training, funding, space. Here's what I notice about the way Priscilla and Aquila added to their community. As the needs changed and the spirit led, they responded. The New Testament gives us a powerful metaphor of the body for understanding how the church works in the world. Where I think we get stuck sometimes is in thinking that we are one part of the whole and always that same part. You learn from being on a team or in a family or in a circle of friends is that you might have a primary role or a giftedness, but sometimes you've got to simply respond to a need. Remember when Moses said to Yahweh, well, that's not my strength. That didn't work for Moses, and it doesn't work for me, regardless of my Enneagram number. <laughs> Priscilla and Aquila's brief cameos in the drama of church history moved the plot forward in significant ways and further the reach of the gospel. Priscilla and Aquila were, were influencers in part because they demonstrated the power of and. They continued when their story could have been over. They connected deeply with the people God placed in their lives. They added to anything and everything they touched and everyone they encountered. This is the heart of the shift from me to we. It is human nature to view the community first for what it might offer us. And yet, if our posture toward the church is one of addition rather than subtraction, the church can multiply, just as in the case of Priscilla and Aquila. With the story of Priscilla and Aquila in our minds, let's conclude with a passage from Paul's letter to the church in Ephesians that would eventually meet in their home. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. What seems like a character sketch of Priscilla and Aquila is just that. But more than that, it's a character sketch of God. Their mentions are not testimonies of their accomplishments, rather statements about how they were God's accomplishment. God's masterpiece. Two lives that by faith cooperated in the creativity of Christ and moved in step with the, with the Spirit. 
Even before they were uprooted, God had in mind a role for them to play in the global redemptive plan for his creation. We too can join in the work of God because we too are the workmanship of God. When I consider the lives of Priscilla and Aquila, I ask myself these questions. How open am I in this season to the Spirit's leading? How deeply am I leaning into the relationships God has set before me? How open is my circle of friends to include others? And is my posture towards the community one of addition or subtraction?